Hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, where we pick a game every week off of Game Pass, and we have a nice little discussion about it to figure out on three different perspectives to see if you could enjoy this game yourself. I am your host, Andrew. I'm Liz. And I'm Keith. And today we are discussing Keith's pick, which was Ashen. So right off the bat, uh, Ashen was developed by a studio called A44, which is a small new studio in New Zealand. And this is actually their first game. And a lot of people kind of compare it to a lot of different games, mainly Dark Souls, which I kind of got the vibe from. But what did you guys think of this game? Well, if you're going to compare it to Dark Souls, I can say I only played about 30 to 40 minutes of Dark Souls ever, and I never picked it up again. And I've played all three. Um, but I did find comparatively myself was that Ashen was at least a little bit more of a user-friendly feel given some of the aspects of how the gameplay is. I've never played Dark Souls, so I don't really have anything to really compare this to. Yeah, I guess the closest thing you compare it to is Zelda, which you did enjoy. That's a third-person action game, but yeah, besides that, I don't think you've played any other third-person action game. So the current Metacritic uh, score for the Xbox is 77.8, which do you guys agree with? Uh, how would you guys rank this game? For me personally, I, I enjoyed this game. I'd probably give it about 8 to an 8.5. I feel like 8 might be a little bit high, but I I really enjoyed it a lot. It just feels, I think, a little too short for me to really give it too high a score. Well, I, I guess. that it was a little short. Yeah, it, as a whole, but it's still... With with the dungeon length and all of that, it does feel like you get to put in some time. So I guess maybe you are right. I don't know. I would give it a much lower score because I did not enjoy this game. <laughs> I told Andrew earlier, I was like, I wish I could just give like the genre like a two point five for my like me liking it, but I want to be generous and like give it a four, you know? Because I know it's like their first game and all that and. But yeah, I just, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm the odd man out in this one. <laughs> I mean, well, that's kind of the whole purpose of this is kind of to get different perspectives and different kind of play level into like what we each play and like. So for me, I, I give it a little bit of a higher score because I've come through different Dark Soul games in which I think that it is kind of unfair to compare this game to Dark Souls. I mean, it obviously takes a lot of the mechanics from Dark Souls, but it's definitely not Dark Souls. I mean, this is made from a small studio. It's not a AAA title, and they don't have the resources like From Software has to make Dark Souls. But from what this game did and for what it offers, I think it does a really good job. For me, one of the biggest things that I think is so striking of this game is the artwork. I absolutely love the graphics. I thought the graphics were really good and really striking, and it made it this world seem really interesting. I would agree with that. That's probably the one big thing that I, I liked about the game. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think one of the coolest things that they do, and you can see it right off of the artwork, right on the the cover, is there's no faces in the game. I, there's only, I think, about yeah, two characters. But but what is interesting, and I don't want to spoil it, but there are, there are some characters across the game. I, I think of one at least off the top of my head that has a fully distinct face, and, and it makes them just that much more striking when you actually see them on screen. Who? The the birthing goddess, or oh oh when, yeah, she's a she, she's a giant, and as she comes out of the yeah, water, she's the one with the mouth. 
exactly and a fully fully developed face for that matter and and again very well detailed very quality artwork so what makes it interesting to me about the design of all of the other characters having no face is distinctly that it, it wasn't because they couldn't do it but it almost feels like there was a reason to it yeah which which i i liked but i also thought it was kind of strange because to me too right off the bat i thought this game wouldn't have any voice dialogue at all i thought it would all just be text-based but everything is is uh, actual dialogue which i thought was really interesting because having a faceless character and you're creating a faceless character i was like okay they're trying to keep everything kind of a blank slate maybe you're trying to make your own interpretations of it but no everything was kind of voiced and they actually kind of have a distinct characteristic to their voice yeah for sure i i think that's a great point about it and something i thought was really interesting as well but because of like the no face too it like i think that's what makes it interesting with this art style everything seems really kind of cut and smooth and clean like even the environments, like the trees and stuff, will kind of have like these edges. When you go to a dungeon, like all the rocks, none of them are really jagged. They all have like this square cut angle to them. The enemies too, they like they all have like little details in their clothing, but it's not like texture. It's very smooth and clean. Yeah, and and honestly, that comes through in really every aspect of the game, and goes back to I think what I was trying to say earlier was that it it wasn't for lack of ability. And it's something that you might expect when you're talking about a really small game developer like this, a really small studio. Maybe they just don't know what they're doing, but they clearly do. And they just opted to go a different route with the majority of their artwork, which I respect. I liked it. I didn't think it was anything to write home about, but I didn't. I did think it was very nice. I did enjoy it. I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I thought the, the color palette was kind of interesting, too, because it was it was dark, but it was also kind of vibrant. There were some areas that I thought were very vibrant with their colors. Uh, you kind of had like an Arabian Nights kind of ruins. You had some dark dungeons. You had some kind of colorful wildlife sprawls. So I thought it was interesting too, the envi different environments you would visit. Um, if you're comparing this to Dark Souls, Dark Souls was very dark, gloomy. Uh, everything just seemed really decrepit. This one was kind of opposite where it was kind of clean and bright. You had your dark dungeons and stuff, but it didn't seem... Even the dark dungeons didn't seem like they were depressing. Which, it still had interesting aspects to look at. Seeing you play and seeing um, a lot of YouTube videos, um, there were places that I didn't get to because I didn't get nearly as far as you guys did. But there were some places that looked really cool that I hadn't been to. So that's what I thought was interesting playing this game and if you see any videos you generally can look at the environments they're at and go oh this person's at this area but I remember back in the day when I was looking up like walkthroughs for Dark Souls I would be like I have no idea where this person is because it all generally kind of looks the same of how depressing the environments looked so I thought it was an interesting aspect and I thought it really made this game different is it its art style yeah there are definitely areas I noticed it, and it seems to tailor through with the storyline of the game where the the actual landscape and everything that you're going through is much brighter and then you go into these darker spots and it's not just reserved for a dungeon where all of a sudden it's dark it's you know enveloping the storyline of darkness or, or the the light leaving the land you just find these spots of of utter darkness as you're going through yeah well you uh mentioned it a little bit there keith but what did you guys think of the story well, as you know, I haven't beaten the game, because neither have you. 
I I did yeah, surpass really you initially, close. but we're both right about the end of it here. But I, my honest take on it is, I think it's fairly generic. It's it's sort of, in my opinion, just a story of creation, just through a different type of lore, where humanity falls into despair and war, and you're now coming out the the hero to save kind of the gods of of creation, but. All in all, I think they told it well, and and I think tying into the gameplay and even just the landscape, as I was mentioning, I do think they did a really great job with that. Yeah, see, I I thought the story was kind of lacking because I usually Andrew makes fun of me. I usually hate stories in games. I am like skip, skip, skip. But this one, I thought really could have used it because, especially with the landscape and all these cool places, I felt like there wasn't a lot of incentive to do. Um, to do a lot of exploring. So I felt like it, like, especially at the beginning, it was very much like, here's a mission, go there, come back, go do the mission, and you're just like looking at your map, and it's like, it just got very tedious. I don't so think that so, I actually though. I do really agree with you on, Liz. Uh, the exploration in the game, I th- it didn't really entice you to go out exploring much. So if you're comparing... So this game, what I did enjoy about it, it like at least had a base story. So, once again, if you're comparing this to Dark Souls, Dark Souls has a very convoluted story. If you dig into it, I hear the story is really good. But in order to find that story, you literally have to read the text description of every item you find and piece together a story from it, which I heard is intricate and actually pretty interesting. And But because of that aspect, you had a reason to go explore on Dark Souls. But in this game, there's really not much reason to explore. It's not like you're going to find hidden people that'll give you a random side quest or you'll find these like hidden village or something like that you maybe find some loose items here and there but even then the items were very minimal as to what you find and that's generally one of my biggest complaints is it didn't really encourage you to explore this really beautiful vibrant world because i didn't feel like oh i just spent an hour going off the beaded path and now my character has extra stamina and stuff like that because there's no real RPG element to this game. You're fighting creatures, but you're only getting money instead of like experience points to level up your character. So I didn't feel like, oh, it's worth me going to explore to get better. See, but, but I, I kind of disagree with that, though. It, and maybe it is just because of the items, but there is that feeling of every nook and cranny of the game could be hiding something for me. And while none of it if we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but it doesn't really have a lot of achievements built into those types of things. But I like a game that makes me feel like if I haven't explored every corner of a game, as much as it will frustrate me, I I might be missing out on something. So I feel like in a way it does sort of encourage it. That's my, my take on it. Well, there was some achievements that you do kind of need to explore a little bit to get, but I got sick of exploring because I would like feel like I'm doing this really interesting platforming and climbing this tall tower, and all I'm getting is like a generic crafting material. And I was just like, well, that felt like kind of a waste of time. Like I already have 20,000 spearheads. Thanks, I just got another one. And then if you die, you have to go back there. Yeah, so I felt like there was too much risk and not enough reward. Every once in a while, yes, you would find the little collectibles of the feathers that would buff you, but they were kind of few and far between, and they didn't buff you that much. I found quite a few feathers. I don't know about you. Yeah, a couple, but it would only give you plus two to your stamina, which is very minimal. I do think so, but I I think this is a game of inches and, and you know slivers. You said it yourself not an hour ago on, on one of the bosses. You had them down to an absolute sliver, and you thought you had it, but no. 
So you know what? Maybe those those two HP, those two stamina would have come in when you least expected it. I, I guess. Which, what do you guys think about the fighting style? Talking about fighting the bosses, because that was the one thing that really made me just not want to pick up the controller. Like, I was like, I need to clean. Like, I would, I would find excuses not to play. And it's something that I saw with a lot of people on YouTube and in the reviews and Metacritic because Andrew explained it to me that it's a lot about skill and patience, but a lot of complaints about the stamina. And I also thought that the movements were very clunky. Like it took forever to strike. And in other games, like you can have skill and like sneak up and duck and dodge and like you progress more with fighting and there's... I think archery would have been a cool aspect of this game. And then you you had like the helper as well, the um was it AI? Yeah. But I felt like whenever I needed him, he wasn't there. And I, there's definitely a point when I thought it was another player, which I I hate I don't like that aspect of the game because it, it was either that or like a horrible glitch. Like the guy was just falling off cliffs, he was dying and like I was I had no idea where he was. And I'm like at the mission point, and I'm like, where's this guy at? Like, I so I don't know. What did you guys think about both? Because you guys fought more like bosses and stuff than I did. Should we let her in on the secret, Andrew? That there actually could what, have been what? random human players that jumped into her game and she didn't yeah, realize I know, it. I, I, I told her about that. And she hated that. She's like, I always want no, to play by myself. I thought and I, I was don't agree. with the game until that one time when I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, I did like a climbing assist and he just like fell off. And I was, and then he just stayed there. Yeah, it's was probably like, a real okay. person. <laughs> yeah, no, it 100% was. Like, I, I'm for sure. Well, so leading into that, actually, because you and Andrew, or you, Andrew, and I can speak to this, because it has the multiplayer function, and you can play with human counterparts. You can also try, and I use the word try, emphasize, rather, is that you can you can do PvP, or, or multiplayer, rather, I'm sorry, and we got it to work successfully once, I believe, on our two tries, yeah. and in, the, in our failed try was just awful and even on our successful try it took us i think probably at least 30 minutes so that would probably be my biggest complaint of the game only because it's a huge selling point that just seems so clunky and hard to use yeah same here uh i mean so that's what i think was like the first selling point of this game is that it's like oh it's like dark souls but it has like a multiplayer aspect to it dark souls kind of has one as well but it's it's more of like a random thing. Like you have to hopefully find a patch that someone wants to join your game. Um, but with this, yeah, you're supposed to be able to kind of just jump in and play with your friends. But they instead added this weird multiplayer filter where you have to enter a passcode, then your friend has to enter the passcode, then you have to like turn off AI, then you have to go outside of the village, like you can't do it in the village, and try to hope your games match up and you join each other. It's really just confusing in too many steps. Which I thought was an odd choice because this game is a Microsoft exclusive, so it's on PC and Xbox. And Xbox Live is one of the is the best gaming like online platform. It makes it so easy to jump in and out of like your friends' games. But this game just decided to do this weird multiplayer filter, which I didn't get why they went with that route. Yeah, it's it's definitely a huge disappointment in my opinion. And I don't know, maybe something they can patch as the time goes forward. Because keep in mind, this game did only come out in December, so we're still kind of in yeah, the early days of it. I, I know a lot of these games don't tend to get a lot of patches, but 
maybe I don't know if they've already talked about it, but it to me feels like a game that could very easily have some patch storylines and they could throw on some additional content down the road. So I I'm looking forward to the possibility of it, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Yeah, because I never cared to play with a random person because you also don't have any sort of voice chat with your person too. You can ping basically your location to your ally, but that's about it. So if you're not playing with a friend you're in a party chat with, the other person is just going to run off and do their own thing. And as Liz was saying, 90% of the time they just die. And it's like, great. So I'm pretty much playing solo. So I would end up turning off the multiplayer function and just having an AI companion, which I thought an AI companion actually held their weight pretty well. Every once in a while they'd swing at an enemy and fall off a cliff and die, which was kind of infuriating. But it happened, like, it wasn't as common. Well, and I actually used them more personally uh, for fighting the bosses. So Liz was saying for her, she thought the bosses were the hardest part. For me, the hardest part is getting to the bosses. The dungeons are just a bit grindy, which would, I guess, be another one of my complaints about the game. That's probably one of the only reasons I haven't beat it at this point, is it's just just going through the same cycle over and over and over again until you get lucky. But once you get to the boss, you die so close that you can just repeat it, and it just makes it that much easier. Which I agree with, too, as well. Since this game obviously is meant to be like Dark Souls, it's meant to be a little bit hard. But I kind of see where Liz is coming from, where she says the movement's a little clunky. It's it's not bad, but it's definitely you can tell the studio obviously didn't have the resources that From Software has to do Dark Souls. It is a little it is a little clunky here and there. Well, I think the biggest thing is is when you get into big group fights, and especially if there's unexpected ads. So when you're fighting the boss, and again going to one of your complaints about a recent boss you had was there's so many ads, and you think you're targeted on the boss, but you flick the the control stick just the wrong way and all of a sudden you're focused on someone else and you've just wasted half of your stamina bar on a fight you didn't even need to be in so that's my biggest complaint and where i can kind of feel like it's a bit clunky and and a bit hard to control at times yeah and i think you can kind of tell too that it's a little bit clunky too when it came to the boss fights because um with other games like dark souls when you're fighting a boss you kind of learn to learn the dance as a lot of people kind of describe it as I the bosses could do this move then he follows up with this attack and that attack I need to move to this side and dodge this or move in there so you kind of find a way to dance with the boss and figure out how to dodge him or when you should block but with this game all you can do is either block or dodge they didn't give you any sort of option to kind of parry the boss so I felt like the combat system itself was kind of limiting as well And like what Liz was saying, yeah, there isn't any bows and arrows, but you do have a spear, but it's kind of clunky to switch to your spear. You're standing still, and, like, it's hard to aim with it. People are shooting at you. People are, yeah, shooting at you while people are swinging at you. So it is a little bit clunky with it. And so the boss fights themselves weren't as interesting, which was kind of a disappointment. I felt like they were just a giant sponge that you just had to keep wailing on while avoiding the other ads that were coming on and trying to swing at you. Well, and I think part of it, too, is like you said, your options are shield or attack. But I felt like most of the game I couldn't even use my shield because I needed to have my my uh, light out. Because if I didn't have that, I couldn't see anything. Um, well, I was I was thinking, because like something that I read, a big complaint was, because you were talking about the bosses, um, about how the enemies were kind of boring. And they were like, I felt like I was like fighting the same guy over again. I disagree with it, because there was different things to fight, like the spiders and stuff. I think at the beginning it was like that, but I was curious what you guys thought, especially about like the bosses, and, and did you think that they were just like generic enemies? 
So I actually thought they were a little bit generic as well. You So the bandits you're fighting at the beginning, they still make a reappearance later in the game and in between the game. So for the most part, you're kind of fighting slightly different models of the same characters. But I don't fault the game for it because, once again, this is a small studio. This is our first game. They don't have the resources. They're not going to be making this huge catalog of different characters. But I thought it was interesting. They were unique enough that I didn't feel like it was stale. I didn't feel like, oh, it's the same bandit I'm fighting every time. It, it was You're basically fighting humans. You're fighting giants or different colored versions of giants. You're fighting dogs or different colored versions of dogs. And then you have some ghosts, some spiders. Like, it was a decent pool of characters, but I, I never felt like it was stale. No, I agree. I, I, But it didn't feel like I was fighting a new fight for the most part. I think aside from maybe some of the giants that you fight, they're, they're largely all the same, and they just do more damage or they take more damage. So it, it yeah. does feel like it's like five character models that you just fight stronger versions of is all. And that's why my complaint with the combat of it being clunky, clunky why I think people say that, is because, yeah, you're not really learning this dance of how to fight these enemies. It is more of, oh, it's some sort of attack coming in, roll out of the way, now I can do my few hits. Right. But then you run out of stamina and you have to go away for a minute. <laughs> yeah, there's, there is some level of it where I feel like you do have to kind of learn their initial attack and like you said just dodge away but it's more just okay which direction do i dodge and what's the best direction yeah but so far i think the bosses at least are pretty interesting uh they're not like super unique but they're they're generally a giant character but they at least are kind of unique and like the i generally find their environments more interesting than i do the bosses because you get to the end of the dungeon and it is just kind of like this you generally enter this big chasm of a room and it's generally kind of nice designed. But the, character, the bosses themselves, I think, are only kind of interesting looking. I didn't think they were too striking. Do you guys know the ending of the game? Like, do you think that it's worth going through all this for the ending? Because I don't know what happens. I mean, from what I can tell, I think the ending is just going to be relatively generic. I don't, I don't, because I didn't hear anyone say, like, this story is anything to write home about. But it's I do not think bad. It, at least, it at least gives you something. Yeah, I, I think personally, and this is part of the reason I'm going to finish it, one being because of the, how much time I put into it before it really got to the most frustrating points for me, but two is that at the end of the day, it is a game, if you're looking for easy achievements, really beating the game is largely going to get you about seven to 800 easy points. There's some off things that maybe you have to try a little bit for, but any of the ones I've gone out of my way for personally, and uh, I'll let you speak to this as well, but I haven't really had to try too hard. It just took a little bit of time of deciding to go in a certain direction that I hadn't gone earlier, basically. Yeah, and that's one thing I... Well, I'm going to say, if we're, if we're getting on the achievements, this game has one of the biggest things that irritates anyone like me who <laughs> loves hunting achievements, and that is, why the hell is majority of the achievements worth 17 points? Like, any game always ends in either a 5 or a 0 for, their, for the gamer score, so you have a nice clean-cut score. But every once in a while, there's a game that comes around and does an odd number. For this one, majority of the achievements are worth 17 points. There's a handful that are worth 60, but most of them are 17, and it's just like, ah, oh, that is so infuriating. And the only reason I think they kind of did that is to incentivize you to kind of keep playing the game so you could have a clean-cut score and get, like, an even number. 
because a lot of the achievements, like you're saying, Keith, are kind of story progressive uh, achievements. And there's a couple you kind of have to go out of your path, like and find. Like there's a hidden wild, like a wild man that you got to find. But for the most part, you're gonna get majority of the achievements. Yeah, just playing the game. But yeah, that for whatever reason, they're 17 points, and that infuriates me. <laughs> I can't stand it when a game does that. See, that didn't bother me at all. I I thought what you were gonna say, just knowing you personally, because uh, from what I know of you, you always start the game on the hardest mode and just work your way through it on achievements. But this is a game that forces you to get, I think about 75% of the way through the game before it says, oh yeah, by the way, we have a hard mode. And spoiler alert here, so I guess mute us real quick if you don't want to hear this. One of the secret achievements is beating the game on that hard mode. So you basically have to beat the game twice to 100% the game. And I think that's also the only way you get a full thousand even points. I, Which I'm okay with. That's definitely an achievement that's like, hey, if you really want to go the extra mile, like this is how you thousand the game. I generally don't – I generally like when a game makes you work a little bit to get a thousand. I'm glad though that it doesn't have any achievements to collect like a thousand acorns. I can't stand when a game makes you like do tedious collecting. And luckily this game didn't do that, which I'm glad. Yes, that is true. It's it's at the very least all one-time achievements for the most part. Beat this person, complete this storyline, whatever it may be. You don't have to, to chunk at things. I never pay attention to achievements, so this is a complaint that I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, Liz, you'll, you'll care. <laughs> I, I doubt it. <laughs> So, going into final thoughts, I guess I'll start out, since this was my pick this week. Um, I would say that I probably... I was a little bit harsh to judge, maybe, towards the beginning. As we talked about it more, I think I've come around. I I would say I'm more on, on point with maybe the 70 score, somewhere in that range. Mostly because it, it, it did take me a little bit to catch on to, and I got a little bit frustrated at the beginning, which, again, Andrew can attest to. But as I developed through... I, I've really enjoyed my time playing the game. As, as frustrating as it can be, it's one of those games that it's so frustrating that it becomes amusing at points, and all you can do is just laugh at yourself and carry on. So overall, I would highly recommend it. Again, fairly easy gamer score if it's something that you care about, and and it is largely forgiving as a whole if you're willing to just learn the mechanics of the game pretty well. Yeah, so for me, I would give it a 40 or a 4 out of 10. And that's me being generous because I I just could not get past the fighting style. It was just not for me. Uh, the story, the exploration, everything I just thought was a little bit lacking. And I just couldn't get into it. I would play for like half an hour and I'd have to stop and then go back into it. And I just didn't have enough to grab my attention. So for my final thoughts, I'd probably give this game around an 8. It took me a little bit first to get warm up to the game as well. Like, I was playing it, and I was just like, okay, I kind of get where this game's coming from. But I guess for me, as I progressed to the game, I really started to get the ball rolling, and I really started to enjoy this game. I felt like my character was getting a bit stronger. You're building up this village that I also enjoyed to kind of see grow. I like to see kind of the world development of it. I thoroughly enjoyed the art style and the music of the game. I thought it did a really good job with its ambiance. And I thought the character developments were really interesting. I liked that it was nice voice acted. The story was kind of lackluster, but it didn't. that wasn't the reason why I was progressing through the game. So overall, I thought it was a really nice, good... I thought it was a fun game. It's definitely worth your giving it a go. 
But I, if you're paying for this, if you don't have Game Pass and you're going to pay, the game's 40 bucks, and I, I probably wouldn't do that. I would maybe do, like, get the game if it was 20 bucks. But it's definitely at least a game worth looking at if you have Game Pass, which I'm assuming you do because you're listening to this podcast. Well, $40 is definitely an overpriced for the game. I, I'll be honest, I didn't look at the game, game price because, again, we're using Game Pass here. That's the beauty of it. This is a game I... I don't know if I would have paid money for if it was 10 bucks, other than on some good recommendations maybe. But if you throw me a $40 price tag on this game, I'll tell you, I, I probably would not have bought it. No, and going back, I, I would recommend it to a friend at 30 or 40 honestly, after playing it. But if you just put it in front of me, I would not have paid $40 for this game. All right. Well, that about wraps it for our uh, thoughts of Ashen, which seems kind of a big smag, uh, mixed bag between all of us here. Um, next week is Liz's choice. Which Liz, what game did you pick? I'm picking We Happy Few, and, and we'll, I'm picking it because I saw the trailer for it and it looks cool. All right. That's all I got. All right. So next week we'll be diving into We Happy Few and we we'll giving you our thoughts on that. Well, this is uh, my name is Andrew. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox. My gamer tag is Firebird zero one eight four four. And I'm also streaming on Mixer a good amount of times. So I uh, generally will stream these games that we're reviewing. And I am Keith. You can find me on Xbox as well at Lil Fluffy. That's L-I-L Fluffy for those of you who can spell. And I also stream often the games we're playing, but occasionally some other games here and there. So check me out. And I'm Liz. Uh, handle is Come On I'm Dean. And I don't stream because I'm not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you would be an interesting stream. All right. But anyway, that's it for us. And we hope you all have a great day. Bye.